Hello folks and welcome back to the Blitz Business Development Show. I'm your host Mayo Best and listen today we are going to continue with our three-part series. We're on part two today with what are the most important things you need to know or to do to grow your business. So last week we discussed the foundation of the pyramid of the profit. We really discussed what the pyramid of profit is as it being a framework as well as a way to understand what's in your way of growing your business. Now, get ready, guys. Get your pen and paper, but also get your minds right because we're going to have some tough love conversation today as we go into the second part of the pyramid, which I call the midsection, and that deals with customer acquisition. All right, and we're going to break that down into the other four components that are really in your way. And this is going to get interesting for a lot of you. So you'll find out all about that once we go and pay some bills and we shall return in just a moment. Hello and welcome to the Blitz Business Development Show. My name is Mayo Bess and I'm a business consultant and coach as well as the founder of the Blitz Business Development Academy. This is a show that provides guidance, resources, and access to best practices to help you advertise, manage, and build geometric profits. From freelancers and home-based business owners to startups and storefronts, you will learn how to start small as you think and grow big. The Blitz Local Deals Club is a free membership-based app and service that offers consumers the ability to find the best deals, coupons, and savings available in their neighborhoods. This exclusive free membership connects you to the best offers from local pizza and sandwich shops, bars, restaurants, stores, and service-based businesses. Members will even gain access to rewards and loyalty programs, making this the ultimate money savings app on the planet. And the best part is, not only can consumers take advantage of the best deals and discounts, but also help support their local businesses during the COVID-19 pandemic. This is all made possible at the click of a button. So, become a free member and get access to your local deals today. All right, guys, so welcome back. Let's get ready, and we may have to do a little rumbling for some of you because we're going to be talking about something that I've noticed as a consultant and coach um, with a lot of clients, and you guys may have heard me talk about this to some degree um, in previous episodes, but we're going to really kind of like tackle this in terms of why You know, this is so important and integral to your growth. Understand this, guys. You know, the pyramid of profit is really designed to help you guys to really figure out whether or not you're on the proper trajectory in terms of your mindsets and your practices as it relates to the components in different areas that we talk about. Okay. Um, these things are definitely going to create bottlenecks to you breaking through to the next level. Let me explain it like this. You know, I was listening to a, a billionaire recently and he said something that was interesting. And I believe it's so, so, so very true. He was talking about the things that you have to do to become 
a millionaire make your first million dollars. They're different from the things that you need to do to make the next 10 million. Okay. And become a multimillionaire. And those things are different from the things you need to do to become a billionaire. So a really good way of putting this as sort of a prep and introduction for what I'm going to talk about today is the things that get you to where you are are not necessarily, and usually they are not, the things that will be required to take you to where you want to go. Okay? So in order for you guys to become a millionaire, you're going to have to do different things than it took for you to make your first $100,000. And see, this is where we come into an aspect of this conversation to where you guys cannot be in an adversarial relationship with yourself about, okay? And to become successful at anything is as much a personal journey as it is a testament to your work or a testament to your skills because you're going to find that with every level, there's another devil. And typically that devil is you. The devil is the aspect sometimes of you that represents your struggle or limitations that only you can break through and break past. A lot of times, folks, you know, we're busy trying to compete with other people, especially nowadays. I see this all the time and I see people coveting over what other people have and comparing themselves to what other people have. And, you know, we all know and probably have heard a lot of times, you know, look at Instagram and you look at these different social media platforms and you see people who are basically trying to portray these lifestyles. Um, of being successful and some of them may be and some of them may not but at the end of the day I am a very very strong advocate of being very careful as to what you use to measure what success actually is because number one success is typically subjective to begin with you know And in business, we have a tendency to try to use the earnings of another person as, I guess you might say, the way that we keep score to determine whether or not we should listen to them or we should follow them. And it's sometimes unfortunate and sad. There's someone who's made a million dollars, let's say, will have a ton of people following them. Versus someone who maybe has made a fraction of that amount. However, we take this notion on that just because someone has made a million dollars, that it means that we're going to be able to attain the same success that they did based off of what is typically my question. Now, that doesn't mean that the million dollars can't be used as a measure, I guess, of showing that they were successful at what? Making a million dollars. But the question is, how did they make the million dollars? And what they were willing to do to make that million is not typically sometimes what someone else may be willing to do. The struggles, the 
sacrifices, the ability to have a certain amount of delayed gratification. Some people don't have the ability to do that in the same way that another person may. So what difference does it make how much money I made if you wouldn't be willing to do the things that I did to make the million dollars that I made? So I think we need to be careful when we do that. Now, I don't want to get off too far into a a rabbit hole or a tangent here, but there's a reason why I I say these things. Um, It's because I really want you guys to really, really, really think about this whole idea of business growth having a lot to do with you and your mindset around certain things and certain uh, beliefs that you guys may have case in point okay we're going to start off okay with the first part of the pyramid um for this section of course and that's customer acquisition and the first part of the pyramid for customer acquisition is the barrier to paid advertising okay now (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to step on some toes and I'm going to prep this with, if I step on your toes, understand I'm stepping on your toes in love. Okay. Now, so many small business owners are trying so hard to get something for nothing that they're actually jumping over dollars to get to pennies. What do I mean by that? Okay. Let's be clear. Social media is awesome. The marketing that you can do with social media is also awesome. Okay. And it is absolutely true that you can acquire some customers without spending a dime. Referral marketing is very powerful. So is networking. Very powerful. You can go quite a distance in your business with acquiring customers just through those means alone. However, what I've noticed is that the issues that I'm starting to see with a lot of the problems as it relates to business growth for A lot of business owners who are trying to basically grow their business, they get so used to getting customers for free that when you start to introduce the notion of paying to advertise in order to acquire those customers, they don't want to do it. I found this over and over again because what i noticed that starts to happen is people start saying things like well why would i pay for advertising if i am doing well getting customers with what i'm doing now there's always a caveat to everything okay the caveat to what i'm saying could be that maybe you don't want to grow to a certain level you don't want to make millions of dollars or the amount of margin that you make with one customer is so high that you can still make a million dollars even without advertising. That's very well possible. Not many of you are charging the 
type of margins where you can actually just rely on referral marketing or network marketing alone to hit those types of numbers, you know, in a way that's realistic and doesn't probably kill you in the end. So if you are okay in that category, then this does not pertain to you. But I would say that you are the minority and not the majority. The lion's share of you that's in earshot of the words that I am saying right now are not in that basket. Your margins are not that big. So what this means for you is you have a tendency to end up in a situation to where the only way that you are acquiring customers is based off a, a time for dollars model, meaning only the time that you can put into acquiring those customers is pretty much the only way you can acquire those customers. Now, as your business grows, what ends up happening is you plateau because you only have a certain amount of time in the day and you've got a certain amount of resources. And even if you've got help, you're still going to hit some limitations as to how much you can do with just referral marketing alone. And not to mention how much time goes into not just meeting people on, let's say, Alignable, which I love. <laughs> okay. And my group is based in Alignable. I love Alignable. However, I noticed that a lot of times people, even on Alignable, you know, they don't want to in invest into any form of advertising because some people get spoiled with not having to pay anything. So the reason why this is such an issue is because it's fine when you first start out, okay? When you first start out, there is a certain level, I will say. I'll be fair and say there's a level of quote-unquote growth. And I, I've explained this to you guys before, that that growth that I am referring to, it actually turns into really just sustainability at some point. You're starting to sustain yourself at getting a certain amount of customers, and making a certain amount of money. However, here is where the explanation that I gave in the very beginning of this talk comes into play. The notion that what got you to one place won't get you to where you want to go. Okay? So, when you start getting to a level to where you've maxed out your time and now you pretty much are sustaining yourself and you're making money, but you're not necessarily growing. Your business isn't growing beyond a certain level. And the reason why is because the things that you are doing or you have done to get you to where you are, they won't get you to where you need to go. Now, I'm not saying that advertising is the only thing that may be in your way here, but what I am saying is that advertising is going to help you do far more with your dollars than you can do with your time, okay? If you were to give me $100, I could basically put you in places with that $100 that you would physically not have the ability to actually get and go to where I can put your marketing dollars or I can put your marketing 
materials in places that you can't even get to in the time or the reach. I can put you in front of thousands of people for that $100 that you could never put yourself in front of as fast and as far as I could with that $100. Okay. You've got to really look at your time and how much that $100 is worth to you. And as you get busier, this becomes a lot more obvious to you. Okay, that you're going to have to start leveraging your time and even better leveraging your dollars. So the first barrier to your growth as it relates to customer acquisition is that some of you are going to have to start investing in paid advertising. Okay, it's just too much leverage. It's too much efficiency. And there's just too much power in doing that. Now, with that said, and let me let me say this too, because I feel like this is something that someone will probably, you know, try to come at me with. They say, well, Mel, you know, you own an advertising company, so that's why you're saying what you're saying. No, that's not why I'm saying this. Because rather not I had an advertising company or not, no one can argue that pretty much <laughs> Almost every company that you can know or think of, the reason why you can know and think of them is because you've seen their brands wear on TV, on some form of advertisement, or in some type of marketing. You've seen them somewhere. You didn't hear about every company that you know about. And that's not new. Okay. I didn't make this up. (laughs) It's just how it works. All right. So, you know, and by the way, if you ever want to see just how powerful advertising is, just think about who you watching on YouTube. How many times do you see some of the same people advertising over and over again? Why do you think that ad spit is such a big deal? By the way, those YouTubers that's making literally millions of dollars. Well, they're making millions of dollars because of the ad spin, the advertising, guys. It's the advertising. That's what makes a YouTuber rich. It's because somebody's spending a god awful amount of money. And think about it. If they're making a million dollars, just think about this. If they're making a million dollars on YouTube to make the videos as just regular everyday people making videos, all right, then how much do you think YouTube is making? And who are you seeing in the advertisements guys you're not seeing usually the fortune 500 companies you're seeing people that look like yourself who've figured this out and they've tapped into the power of advertising and a lot of those people that are making those videos that you're seeing on youtube they're making millions of dollars many of them many of them so while you may be thinking that you're getting away by not spending anything, you're actually falling behind because there are people that's in your same market, guys, that you're competing with, that they're wiping the floor with you because they have ad spend and they're getting to more people. They're getting to uh, more places on a more consistent basis. And by the way, listen, I, the power and word of mouth is great, right? 
But you got to remember something that's really important. This is where word of mouth can kind of fall short. In a market where things become extremely saturated, which literally everything has become saturated in terms of any type of business now, because you got so many more people that are now doing business. You literally have millions of businesses, especially over the last couple of years, ever since the pandemic happened. You have more and more businesses that's competing for the same space. What does that mean? That means you're going to have to market through the noise of your competition. How are you going to do that with just simply word of mouth? You know, they may they may say your name once. They might even say it twice. But do you have any idea how many exposures that it may take before someone even clicks onto your website or begins to actually consider whether or not they want to buy your product? Because at the time that somebody may say your name through referral marketing may not be the time that the person wants to buy, even if they're your right market. So how do you get back in contact with that person who heard about you before, but now has forgotten because your competition is advertising 15 to 20 times right in their face. Guys, I want you to think about what I'm saying. It's not really rocket science. It's kind of like common sense if you think about it. I get it. Common sense isn't always common. Nevertheless, this is a little logical. Let's just say that. Okay? So I'm really pressing on this barrier to paid advertising thing. Uh, Because I really, really, really want you guys to understand this. You know, the law of reciprocity is real. You guys need to sometimes, you know, stop thinking about so much of what you're trying to save and put more into what you want to get so that you can receive. And one other thing I want to talk about while I'm on this little horse right now is I've noticed a lot of times that small business owners, okay, they love to make money but they don't want to sometimes help other people make money. Like you don't want to pay someone else for what they do. You want to find a workaround and find a way for you to save money. And I get it. Trust me. I overstand trying to keep your overhead low, but guys, you've got at some point to invest in your business and into the people that can actually help you get your business to the next level. Sometimes just ready to go ahead and pay that website designer. Listen, if you want people to invest into you, you've got to be willing to invest into other people, especially the ones that's going to help you get to the next level. Like consultants, like coaches, like people who create websites and people who do all types of skills. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. It could be an accountant. You know, there's a time, folks, where you got to basically start investing, you know, in yourself. Sow seeds, okay? Guys, I sow a lot of seeds into you all in this podcast. The, the information that I give you guys are the things that people typically pay for, all right? But I'm sowing seeds and I'm trying to build value. I'm not holding anything back. You guys have got to be sometimes the same way. At least you should consider it. If you want the universe, if you want the the energy to come back to you, you've got to sometimes think more about what you want to give and give people a chance. Okay. Uh, This is something that's important for you guys to really get, you know, when it comes to small business owners, because I notice sometimes we can work so hard trying to save that we don't invest 
you know, because we're trying to, you know, keep all the money. And it's almost like this game to see who can sell the other person first. I see that happening a lot t- as well on uh, a lot of platforms like LinkedIn. I've run into that a lot. And sometimes even on Alignable. So we're going to move on to the second portion of the pillar today, which is poor marketing logistics. Now, number two here, poor marketing logistics has to do with not mindset as before. It has to do with marketing in terms of So in terms of your marketing plan, in terms of your marketing strategy, which we actually get to in the next component. But guys, like some of you are just on these platforms, but you're not necessarily on the platforms for any reason other than the features of the platform, as opposed to being on the platform with more of a purpose or a even strategy like marketing calendars having a marketing plan having sales objectives what are you trying to actually accomplish when it comes to your marketing activities do you even have daily activities for your marketing and what are they why are they and the things that you're doing do they actually tie into a strategy do they tie into a purpose that's going to lead you to a sale even you know oftentimes we're just on the latest you know platform that may be popping for some businesses but at the same time it may make no sense for what you're doing you know a lot of times i'm noticing that you know people are not putting anywhere near enough time into what it is that they need to do instead of what they want to do. Another thing that has to do, I believe, with marketing logistics has a lot to do as well with understanding your customer, like really knowing who your ideal customer is. You know, this is something that I find myself talking about a lot is a lot of folks do not really know their customer that well. What keeps them up at night? Why would they buy your product? What problem are you solving? What's their pain? What is the pain that they have that you have the ability to solve? And is your customer even on the platform that you're trying to market to them on? Or is it the best platform for your business type And that customer to receive what it is that you're trying to basically convey. Like, there's so many different dynamics that can go into the logistics of what you're doing when it comes to poor marketing logistics. You know, just really kind of like having no purpose as to what you're doing. I was talking to someone recently and they had told me that they didn't know what to do. They were lost. They couldn't figure out what their next move should be, right? So I asked this person a few questions. I said, okay, well, let me ask you this. At the end of this month, how many customers do you want to acquire? New customers. I'm not really sure. I said, well, how many products do you want to sell by the end of this month? 
I don't really know. I said, okay, no problem. How about the month after? Okay, how many products would you like to sell? Let's try that. 50 to 100 is what the person said. I said, okay, well, all right. Let me ask you this. How about last February? How many products did you sell last February? I don't know. Well, what was your your marketing objectives in last February? I don't know. I said, okay. I said, it's okay that you don't know, all right? Because we have to know better to do better, right? I said, however, here's the issue. Because you do not have a marketing plan because you don't have any sales objectives because it really doesn't matter from one day to the next what you're doing because you're not working off of a plan you have no point of reference as to where you should be and if you've got no point of reference about where you should be then of course you're going to always feel lost like you don't really know what you're doing because really you don't because you don't know where you're trying to go because you aren't trying to go anywhere. <laughs> okay, there's no destination. Because there's no destination, there aren't even any milestones. Because there's no milestones, there's no goals. Okay, so you guys kind of get where I'm going with this. You know, you really, if you're going to market, guys, you really want to market and advertise with purpose. Now, here's the deal. You really shouldn't be doing any of these things unless you have a thorough understanding of your customer. Why? Because you're going to waste a lot of time and a lot of money. Now, you might ask yourself, what do you mean by I really need to know my customer? Well, number one, you need to know more than how old they are, the basics, which is typically demographics. Most people know, okay, I'm 18 to 36 or 45 or whatever. They know whether or not they're black or white or Asian or Latino or whatever. They know that type of stuff. But they don't know a lot of times any of the psychographic information, which honestly is some of the most important. I'm not saying it's the only thing, but they don't know that. They don't know how they think. They don't know what they really want. They don't know, you know, what's keeping these folks up at night, right? They don't know what they're afraid of. They don't know what's killing them. So because you don't know that, you can't take that data and then synthesize that into sales copy. <laughs> so that when you actually put out your marketing materials, you know what to say to them in order to reach them and hook them and get them to buy your product. Extremely important. But these are basics, guys. A lot of folks are going beyond the basics. And I get it because a lot of people are just starting businesses and having no clue as to what they're doing. And I get it because neither did I. Didn't know everything that I know now when I first started. This is exactly why I'm a strong advocate for getting help, guys. Getting a coach, getting a consultant. You're going to save yourself so much time. And by the way, that's no... You know, there's no shame, shameless plug or whatever to say, oh, work with me. Guys, find someone, find anyone who can work with who you think is probably worth their salt and get some help. Do not try to do this by yourself. Okay. Things are changing so, so fast. Get some help, save some time, save some energy and save a lot of money by getting some assistance. Even if you're getting a mentor, then do that. 
But by all means, don't try to walk this path totally alone. Okay. With that said, guys, let's go on to the third section here, which is narrow marketing strategy. Finally, I get to talk about strategy. Now, here's the thing. Guys, before you even honestly had chosen a social media platform or chosen a flyer or a website or business card or any type of marketing material or advertising for that matter, the very first thing you guys need to really look at is your strategies. You see, your marketing materials, your advertising campaigns, the platforms that you're on, it should not be haphazard. It should not be just some luck of the draw type of whimsical decision that you make. Every last piece of marketing material, any platform that you're on, Okay, any advertising you invest in, it should all be born out of a strategy first. Strategy first, then all of these other things you layer on top of a strategy so that you are properly aligned. And if you're aligned, you are far more likely to be on a trajectory to hitting your goals in terms of growth. But if you're all over the place and you have no idea where you're going, how to get there, you don't know what you're doing today, that should amount to something else next week, and that should amount to something even more in the next month, yet alone the next business quarter to the next year. You see where I'm going with this, guys? You know, your marketing strategy needs to be first. Now, what we're talking about here is a narrow marketing strategy. Now, some of you may have a strategy, but it's too narrow in scope. Now, what do I mean by narrow? Now, by narrow, folks, what I mean is, is that let's take reform marketing again, okay? Now, I really want to be clear that there's nothing wrong with referral marketing but you don't want to just do referral marketing, okay? And it's okay to continue doing it, all right? However, you don't want to limit yourself just to one form of marketing. And I would not suggest only limiting yourself to just advertising because that's not the best thing to do either. You want to diversify your strategy, right? Because see, there are seasons where things actually work better than others, and then they go back and cycle through and they work good again. It really depends because dynamics of situations change. So in order to keep a consistent flux of prospects coming in to your business, my suggestion is that, yes, you do some referral marketing. Yes, by all means, you do some networking. But here's what you also should do. I notice a lot of small businesses don't really get into partnering up, doing channel partners, creating channel partner programs, creating affiliates. Guys, there's millions of dollars in affiliate models. I can't stress this enough. Channel partners, the right channel partners. Did you know that when Google first came out, 
Google basically used channel partners to basically get their customers. That was a part of their go-to-market strategy. And they acquired millions of customers through partnering first. Several big companies have done that. Okay? White label programs. Guys, you have so many things you can do to where some of you are just, you know, you've seen a little bit of success doing one thing. And that one thing, if it dries up, you're screwed. Or it doesn't dry up. And in a sense, you know, you get that positive feedback loop. But the problem is it may be positive on one level for a specific objective, which is sustainability, right? Like we talked about before, but ultimately for growth, that's not what you want to do. You want to diversify your marketing strategy using different types and forms, okay, of marketing. So that's what we mean when we talk about narrow marketing strategy, too narrow, all right? One trick pony. You guys have got to get out of that. So we're going to go on to the very last component for the midsection that makes up customer acquisition. And that is obscurity. Now, some of you want to break out of obscurity. You're tired of nobody knowing who you are. You've done, maybe you've done referral marketing. Maybe you haven't even done that. But you just want somebody to know your name, know that you exist. Now, here's what's interesting. And I'm going to say, I'm going to put out here and be transparent and say that, you know what? This was a mistake I made too. When I first started, you know, I started marketing on platforms like everyone else made those mistakes. Fine. But you know what I didn't do? And this is a question to you guys, by the way. I want you to think about this. You know what I didn't do? I did not go to the businesses that were right within one to two miles of where I lived. And I never put out any flyers and didn't put out any notices that I even existed. Now, there was a time where I probably definitely would have done that back in the day before social media ever became a thing why because that made a lot of sense because what we what would we do guys we would get for those that's old enough to remember we get some flyers or we'll get some business cards and we would have gone and put those flyers on all of the cars in our neighborhoods but since the advent of social media and we have the ability to market anywhere in the world the last place we actually start is right in our own backyards. And I'm curious how many of you that are in business right now know at least five to 10 businesses that know you exist or five to 10 people in your neighborhood that's not your family, not your friends, know that you exist in your neighborhood for your business. You see, guys, we have a tendency to... (laughs) You know, put the cart before the horse, so to speak, in a lot of different ways. And a lot of times what we do is we jump over the opportunities that are right in front of us. Now, there's a lot of power and there's a lot of value in being able to be high touch. And what do I mean by high touch? I mean, 
being able to have someone be able to see you and talk to you and you shake their hands. Well, maybe not these days, but maybe you give them a fist bump. But your presence, folks, is powerful. Okay, people putting a face with the name and the brand is powerful. That's why we don't just do a podcast and actually take the same podcast and record the video and put it on YouTube. Because being in the industry for 25 years in entertainment has taught me a lot about a multi-sensory message and what that can do. But what's better than a multi-sensory message is live, being right there. Now, that's something that you guys can do, right? Now, the great thing is, even with social media, even with being online, you can still do this without physically going anywhere. So, what are some of the means by which you would use to do this? Well, one, you've got business directories. Business directories are awesome. The Google business directories, okay? Putting yourself in the um, Google Maps is quite phenomenal. Can drive a lot of traffic or local SEO. Actually, we even have something. That's what the BLDC, the Bliss Local Deals Club, is a business directory. We can help you drive traffic by having a page with us. You actually can get a page with us for free. doesn't even cost you anything. And believe it or not, what we offer in the BLDC in terms of the features is a lot more affordable because actually it's free. We don't even charge you for SEO in the BLDC. Now, yes, this is a plug, but nevertheless, it's actually free, guys. So listen, you know, you can always check that out. I'll tell you what, I'll put that at the bottom of the show notes for today. But joining the BLDC or joining a business directory, hey, join multiple business directories. Because when people go and they search and they're looking for the type of service that you offer, why not have them find you if they're right in your locale? This is a big, 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 big best practice that a lot of businesses are not doing. Okay? So that's one of the first things you need to do to break through obscurity. The other thing you can do, you can start putting yourselves on podcasts like our podcast. I'm always open to have you, but there's literally millions of other podcasts that do businesses and a lot of them guys will allow for you to be on their shows if you reach out to them tv guys oh my goodness listen i don't say this as a bias i say this because it's just true i have not yet seen that one thing that's more powerful than being on tv as someone that, like i said before that's been on tv before you know, work with HBO and, you know, production companies like that and done something on that type of scale, I can tell you that it goes a long way. Even doing local shows, I actually used to be a host for a uh, show in Arlington County. And when I was a host for that show, it always surprised me that sometimes people would recognize my face. If you can get on TV in a commercial, or having your business out there. It doesn't have to be your face, but your brand. Selling your products in commercials. Huge. But guys, to come out of, of obscurity is not difficult. 
but it's also not going to probably be totally free either. Okay. The best way to come out of obscurity, I can tell you right now, is going to be paid advertised, to be honest. I'm not saying that you can't put yourself out there and market for free marketing. That's fine. But the best way to hit the masses, I mean, guys, there's certain things you just can't quite beat. I mean, being in restaurants, being on the side of billboards, being on TV commercials. Why do you think they pay so much to be on the Super Bowl? Right. So if you really want to get out of obscurity, then that's what you're going to need to do. Okay. So we've touched on quite a few components today. Actually, we touched on four, (laughs) um, which pretty much built upon the same foundations that we discussed last week. We covered the barrier to paid advertising, poor marketing logistics, narrow marketing strategy, and obscurity. Okay. That pretty much wraps up this show. I know this show went a little longer, probably one of the longest shows we've done. However, I do think it was necessary. Uh, these are very big issues, guys. And I'm doing my best to make sure that I'm really trying to help you guys to break through these bottlenecks. Okay. So, uh, check out the show notes, guys. You'll be able to check out this video, of course, on the YouTube channel, which will also be in the show notes. And guys, please tell more folks about this show, guys. I'm really trying to get more people to um, help. I'm looking for more people to help. But listen, I can't do it by myself, guys. I need your help. Spread the word. Send the link to the show. By the way, you know, we're going to be on a- another uh, podcast channel so we're actually expanding okay i'm not going to mention what it is right now but i'm going to let you know it is definitely coming it looks like we got the okay and we are slowly but surely spreading this but please guys spread the word if you can download the episodes it really helps us out to have you guys really download the episodes it makes us look good and also get feedback by knowing that hey someone's listening Okay, so that's it for today, guys. This was an awesome show for me to do for you, and I look forward to serving you soon. And we're going to finish up for our final season finale next week. We will finish up this three-part series, and I am looking forward to seeing you guys there. Take care. God bless, and I will see you soon. Bye-bye.